Hello and welcome to this episode of the Morelands Church Equip podcast. Uh, we're talking today about families evangelism. I'm Joe Standwick. Um, I work as a student pastor at church and I'm here with Becky Byron. Hi, Becky. Hello. Uh, Becky, we're recording in December 2023, um, but when this goes live, it'll be January 2024 and you won't be in the country. No, hopefully I'll be um, in America. Um, so a week today, I'm hoping to fly out to Atlanta to join my sister and start my sabbatical, um, which you uh, all have very kindly freed me up to enjoy. Um, so I'm hoping I'll be in Atlanta reading books, visiting churches, praying, um, playing with my niece, having a great time. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I hope you're having a good time by the time this goes live. Um, we're talking today about families evangelism. This is part two. So we've already uh, talked about this once before on the podcast. Why do we want to talk about this in this episode? Yeah, well, I think um, we've been um, looking at 1 Peter this term and we've been thinking about how we uh, have been called to uh, be God's people, uh, to live distinctive lives um, in the relationships that we have and be intentional about taking gospel opportunities to declare his praises. Um, and I just thought, well, what does that look like as a family? How do we do that as families? And um, so I just thought it would be really great to hear a few people um, talking about um, how they use their life situations, um, their family situations to share the gospel and how they seek to be distinctive in those things. Mm, so um, I've gone on a little road trip around mm. the Morecambe Bay Fellowship um and uh interviewed a few people about how they do that great and the first person is vanessa tell us a little bit about vanessa so vanessa is um the women's worker at our um sister daughter church um in morecambe church by the bay um and she uh has uh three boys and she spoke to me about how she does evangelism with them and um uh in their church family as well Right, well, let's get into it. And then after we've heard from Vanessa, uh, you'll hear from us again. Yeah. Well, hello, everybody. I um, have made the big journey across the river uh, to Morecambe. Um, and I am joined today by uh, Vanessa from Church by the Bay. And um, we're going to chat a little bit about um, uh, sharing the gospel as a family and how... Um, being a, a Christian family, it gives us a unique opportunity to be distinctive in the world. So, um, Vanessa, why don't you um, introduce yourself and tell us about your family? Hi, um, so I'm Vanessa Rigby. I'm women's worker at Church by the Bay. Um, I'm a single mum of three boys, um, aging from got 19, 15 and 11. Um, it's a busy house. Um, I've been at Church by the Way for 10 years now, but before that I'd walked away from the Lord for a really long time. So first encouragement, keep praying for your teenagers. Um, so I'd walked away, I brought up in a Christian home, walked away for about 18 years, um, and then was kind of looking for a church, mainly to get my child into a good high school, locally, <laughs> um, and got a lot more than I bargained for, because the Lord is good. Oh, fantastic. So you've been at Church by the Way? Yeah, 10 years, 10 years. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so how? So since I guess coming back to Jesus yeah. um, and deciding to go for it with him, how how have you as a family tried to be distinctive? Yeah, 
Um, so there's a few different ways. As a single mum, I always say to my boys, their house is your house, and I prefer their friends to be at my house because hopefully I can control a bit more what <laughs> happens. Um, so whenever their friends are upset or sad or they're having a bit of a hard time, they do seem to come to Nessa's. Um, and quite often it means I spend my evenings in my bedroom while my teenagers have the lounge with the Xbox on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to have my house be the place that they can come. Um, so that's been really good. It's been nice for the parents as well because you get to know them a bit as well. Um, you can sort of text and say, they're here, don't worry. Uh, teenaging, being a parent of teenagers is quite tough. And I think especially in today's society, and there's quite a lot of pressure on teenagers. So for them to have somewhere to go that they won't be surrounded by alcohol or drugs or anything like that is really important. And I just want my house to always feel an open place for them to come and chat to and be if mm. they need to be somewhere. Um, the other things we do, we obviously do family prayer time, um, which is a lot easier now. Um, I was married for until seven years ago and to a non-Christian and he didn't like us doing anything that was Bible-based as a family. So I would always do the stories at night time, we'd pray together, and, but it definitely felt quite segregated. Um, sort of mum's thing was religion, dad's thing isn't. Mm. Um, so it's been the blessing of divorce, and the only one that has been, is that my house is now a Christian home, which means that Christ is at the centre and hopefully I, I'm able to talk about him in their life situations in a way perhaps I wasn't able to before. Mm. And the boys are definitely would say that they feel like they live in two separate worlds a bit between the parents. Um, but hopefully they uh, see there's a difference in how I live and um, the hope that I have mm. that all things work for good for those that love him. So, you know, God is good to us, isn't he? And he loves my children. He loves them even more than I do, which is always helpful to remember mm. when you're parenting teenagers. Oh, yeah, good. Um, so when you, like, how have you done that work of making your house a place that teenagers want to come to like how does that work yeah, I think just being really okay with them turning up no matter what so you know if we're in the middle of tea and one of their friends pops in she wants some tea because mm. you can just make it stretch um it's about being prepared to give up your front room I don't have a I'd love to have another room that I could go in and hide in when the kids are all there but just giving them some space letting them be letting them play quite noisy music sometimes. Um, but just trying to be really welcoming. Mm. That's the thing, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a bit distinctive about Christian homes. I think quite a lot of non-Christian homes like to keep the family unit quite separate and don't really want lots of teenagers in their house because they're messy and smelly and leave their trainers over the floor. Um, and that's one way you can be a bit distinctive about being a Christian parent is just being ready to welcome anyone in whatever place they're at. Ready to embrace a bit of chaos. Really. Yeah, <laughs> definitely chaos. And you have to have a lot of bread in stock okay, for toast. Okay, yeah, very helpful. Top, Top tip. tip <laughs> <laughs> um, and have you, like, so obviously there have been some challenges for you sharing the gospel as a family and... Mm -hmm. um, for your boys as well, just sort of feeling that tension of, as you say, two different parents thinking yeah. different things. Um, 
But have there been any ways in which you have um, been able to share the gospel together as a family? Yeah, so we try and make the most of events that church put on. So, for example, we've got um, breakfast in Bethlehem coming up on the 17th of December, which is like our family uh, service with the nativity. So Jensen, who's really into, loves church. Um, in fact, if it's his dad's weekend, he often still comes to church because he wants to come, which is just lovely. Um, he's been inviting his whole class, he's taken invites in. Um, we've been able to start a Bible Explorers Club at school as well. So we've been able to get to know those families. There's about 18 children currently come in. Um, so we've been able to invite them to things and then hopefully they'll all come as well. Bring mum and dad or granny and granddad, whoever's coming. Um, so yeah, we try and use church events because they're the easy thing to invite people to. But then I think it's just when some of the older ones' friends around and they're you know, struggling a bit and they say, you know, you're so calm or whatever, just being able to share with them that, well, that's because... I love the Lord Jesus and I know that he is good and that he loves me and that this world isn't how it's meant to be and we are promised that one day it'll all be put right and that's why Jesus came. So just being able to share those little bits of gospel with them in their situations mm. um, and sometimes they come at really unexpected times, sometimes it's two in the morning um, but just taking those opportunities when you can to talk to these young people about what makes you perhaps a bit more different mm. to how other people might respond to situations. Yeah, that's really helpful. I think we've been seeing that in as we've looked at one Peter that you're you're called to live a life among yeah. unbelievers, and yeah. and then if you're living a distinctive life among them, they will ask you yeah. why you have that hope, and um, but you've got to you've got to be showing them yes. something different, haven't you? I definitely really found that with them. Um, with the divorce actually, because I think the world's way of doing divorce is perhaps quite different to what, you know, as a Christian you need to have lots of grace, don't you? And uh, we should show grace, even when people have really hurt us. Mm. Um, and my boys have definitely said, they think that the reason me and their dad have been able to stay so, we're actually quite good friends, you know, we have a good relationship for our children, um, is because, and I keep telling them it's only because I love the Lord Jesus and he's given me so much grace it would be wrong for me not to show grace back um, so I think that's been a real clear distinctive and lots of my friends comment on that mm. about the fact that I'm not angry and bitter which I think some people do become a bit with divorce because divorce is really hard mm. um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it you know it's horrendous and it's a complete tearing of everything that you thought there was but at the same time you can ask God to help you forgive people um, and that's been really good for lots of my friends to see actually um, and I think they've really seen that my faith is real because of how I've handled perhaps that situation. Mm. Well thank you so much for sharing that, that's really helpful and also really like one Petery thing like <laughs> Jesus didn't retaliate when no. he was um, insulted and hurt and yeah. yeah that's living that out in action isn't it not easy to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you need some really good church friends that will sit and pray with you when you're in floods of tears and when you're feeling like you just want to bite back a bit who mm. just help talk about motive and um, if you're able to share that with a really good Christian sister that can then pray with you mm. that's really helpful yeah. thank you Vanessa um, 
how have you so you've talked a little bit about um, the Bible Club at this yes. primary school yeah. how else have you tried to be intentional about using school as an opportunity well, school is a massive opportunity for meeting parents on the playground especially primary school um, get to know them quick and get to know them well uh, I try and invite them round so we have a sort of a good group of mum friends. We have a takeaway night at my house. They all tend to come to me because it's easier because I don't have to get babysitter. <laughs> and I try and always have one at least one a term so that when I'm inviting them to a Christian thing at the end of the term, we've also had a night at my house chilling with friendship. So okay. to try and build those relationships. Um, because I didn't want it to always be Vanessa only invites us to the Christian thing. Um, so I wanted to have some genuine friendships that also I can invite them to our Christmas events and mm-hmm. services and, and it just gives you more opportunities to speak into their lives the better you know them. Um, but the other thing I chose to do was to become a governor actually at the school. Mm-hmm. So I first became a parent governor when Jensen started primary school so um, he's about to leave so nearly seven years ago um, and I became chair a year ago of governors um, and that's given us lots of opportunities actually because Having got to know me, knowing me, knowing, um, you know, I've had opportunities to talk about my faith with the head and the deputy and the senior leadership team, um, I think they understood that their worries were not founded. Um, so they've given us a lot of leeway actually and just sort of said go with it. Um, Hannah, who has um, become a governor as well, she's a member of our church, she does it with me. So the two of us, two governors run it, one of the teachers from the school comes and we get about 18 children most weeks most of them have no other church contact at all um, so it's been a real joy to be able to show them the gospel and we're doing a whole bible overview in a year um, and they love it they come in running very excited but it's been a really good i think being a governor has helped also just get to know other parents get to know the teachers better um, we me and Hannah often try and say let's try and be the best governors we can be because that's setting a good example as well you know being one of the first to volunteer for things to help out it's just all things showing you know we're prepared to get stuck in even in volunteering roles and yeah giving every time things so and I've even had some opportunities to pray with some of the staff because they've known my faith and when they've had a hard time they'll sometimes ask would you pray with me or we've had some emails before we've got this situation at school, could you pray for it? So it's been a really nice way to build those relationships and be able to share a bit in that kind of context of what Christ can do for us. Mm. So, Yeah, did that start, um, that sort of be the best governor sort of attitude, did that start as like be the best parent? Because I remember yeah. Hannah saying something to me that you'd said to her about like, always being the kindest parent to the yeah. teacher and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think Jerry once said in the same you know, you might be the only Christian that person ever meets. Mm-hmm. So their opinion of Jesus is their opinion of you, which really struck me that what opinion am I sharing, you know? So I always try and be, you know, if a teacher is looks a bit harangued on the door, I'm like, oh, have you had a, how's your day been? Oh, I'm praying for you or just trying to be the nicest parent that you can, which doesn't mean you don't ever say when things aren't right, but you just say them in a really nice, caring, understanding way and supportive. Mm. Um, Being a really supportive parent through school has to help be one of the first to say yes, even though that's sometimes tiring because we're all busy, aren't we? Um, 
making sure that you're at the things that you can do in between work and all those things, just so they know that you know, the children will be going in saying, oh, we go to church here, we do this, we do that. So you also want to make sure that they've got a good um, understanding of you as a parent because they know you, they know you care about the school and you know that you're for them. Mm. You know. That's great. And um, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. And um, I just think there's loads of food for thought and ideas and encouragements. And it's <laughs> great to hear, um, yeah, how uh, you and others in Church by the Way are working to share the gospel. Well, Becky, it was great to hear from Vanessa, wasn't it? And there were, there were a few things that struck me about what she was saying. The first is just the love that she has for her children and their friends. Mm. That really struck me. Um, the other thing that I think was really helpful about what Vanessa was saying was that she was really trying to connect up her life and her children's lives with the life of their local church and connect her evangelism with the evangelism of the church body, Church by the Bay. And, and the final thing that I think that struck me was just how the whole of her life is seeking to model the gospel um, as a parent, as a governor. As a Christian, in all the spheres of life, she wants to model Christ to, to those around her. Yeah, I think I, I, she strikes me as just very intentional in thinking about sort of every role she has or every relationship she has and how can she make the most of that um, opportunity or that relationship to um, share the gospel. And, you know, my child is going to go to this school, so I, she's invested in that school now for mm. all that time and um, she's she's invested in the teachers lives and she's looking for ways to be sharing the gospel yeah very very encouraging yeah well we're going to hear next from alessia in kendall yeah um, she introduces herself so i'm going to hand uh, straight over to to you and her uh, for this next interview hello everybody um i've carried on on my road trip around the morecambe bay fellowship and i've come up the m6 now sat in a lovely living room in Kendall next to a roaring fire um, with Alicia from Par Street. Alicia, why don't you tell us a bit about your family? Hello everyone, um, I'm uh, from Ukraine originally. I've lived in Kendall for the last 20 years, seems like a lot. Um, my husband is also from Ukraine, even though we've met in Kendall. And we have two lovely children, 15 and 12 year old, and um, yeah, we go to Pass Street, attend Pass Street. Brilliant. And so um, Pass Street for the past sort of year or so has been welcoming lots of Ukrainian families um, to their church family. So how did you and uh, your husband get involved in uh, that? Mm -hmm. So in many respects, we were probably first point of contact um, because we are Ukrainians and also because my husband is a trustee of a charity called New Beginnings, um, Safe Homes for Children. And um, so the, with the start of the war, we were um, more or less first people who were in the middle of Ukraine and, and um, England and welcoming, getting people settled, coming in, um, getting accustomed with everything that they needed to do here, get accommodation, get uh, to start um, working for children to attend schools, to find doctors. So we we were helping, trying to help people to do that. 
Wow. So what did you do as a family? Like, what did that look like for your family to get involved in that? I think as a family, we um, our life changed for few months quite substantially we were trying to get um, accommodations sorted out for people that we knew were coming who were getting visas um, so our children were involved in helping to do shopping for duvets and pillows and get beds made and um, share their toys with some of the children <laughs> that were uh, coming with the families and getting um, to help us clean together with our church family who were helping to find furniture, finding um, utensils, just all the basics and necessary things mm. that we needed to provide for the families. Mm. And did they like? Did that lead to any opportunities to talk with them about um, the gospel or? Yeah, it was definitely a, a huge opportunity for them to see that um, real. Um, religion is to help widows and um, children, orphans, uh, but in a way that these women perhaps weren't widows and the children weren't orphans, but they were displaced and they were in a huge need for looking after, for love, for care, and really for us to put them first and showing that love for our neighbours. Mm. So our children were definitely involved in really not thinking about themselves and showing that love. And we had families coming for lunches and families coming for barbecues. So they were uh, practicing their Ukrainian and Russian, but also (laughs) (laughs) practicing being hospitable Mm -hmm. as well. And did they find that easy or was it, was it a battle? They found to... that easy. They really uh, found maybe the language barrier slightly more difficult, mm-hmm. but that is nuances only because um, Russian was more widely spoken and Ukrainian less so. So we actually taught our children Russian. And so whenever people were speaking Ukrainian, they were not... Um, understanding instantaneously okay. but they got over that barrier just simply explaining that they understand Russian and communication was fine so yeah oh, wow. yeah um great so you mentioned that um the church family were involved as well in um helping so you know how how has the church family at Park Street um got involved in all of that mm-hmm. Our church was wonderful. We got um, set up a few groups with practical helpers and people were um, answering to um, any need, whether to go and pick up sofas or go and help cleaning or getting some um, curtains fixed for um, families in the properties. So, yeah, we had quite a few people stepping up and helping and practically but also prayfully uh, a lot of people were praying for us for the strength for the opportunities for all of the work that everyone was doing and for getting everything done in time sometimes mm. yeah what has it looked like um like carrying on supporting those families like beyond the initial settling them into the country yeah I think what has been wonderful is the fact that our country has supported these um, 
people really and nation now Ukrainian nation and so we were able to do the initial help and then simply invite them to church um, for the sake of them really hearing the gospel rather than just being entertained or perhaps just being accommodated we we did a lot of practical help but at the same time we knew in our minds that their biggest need is need for Jesus so they needed to be present at church come to church um, understand the English understand the sermons get involved with people um, maybe getting uh, friends and yeah, extended family really at the church to be able to hear the gospel mm. mainly yeah so did um, did people in church sort of uh, did they try and get alongside particular um, families or yeah we had wonderful examples of that we had um, people really befriending some of the Ukrainians inviting them for lunches inviting them over again and again to their houses on Sundays there was a lot of practical help in the way that our church distributes um, food and the food was distributed to people with uh, the need and we have uh, great um, uh, examples at church who with families who really have befriended um, mother and daughter for example and took them on holiday with them to London together with their immediate family um, inviting them for Christmas um, other family really is looking after um, the the child who is um, left at home at the at half term, so they're not allowing for that to happen. They basically uh, look after the child for mother to be able to go to work mm. during half terms. So people have really stepped up and seen the need and helped practically, either transporting sometimes families to the schools uh, when the buses weren't available or getting parents to the parents evening when the parents didn't have the car mm. and yeah we've had um we had children being ill and schools were not able to get in touch with mothers so yeah girl well, one girl came to my house <laughs> once but yeah just all around we feel like uh, everyone has picked up and seen the need and helped mm. everywhere that they could yeah so it's like a real like a, a real generosity more than just you know providing a meal but yeah long term opening up your your whole family life almost yeah and really embracing the new culture because um i know every culture is different and the ukrainian culture could be different in a way that in ukrainian russian language we don't use please and thank you as much and okay. sometimes it sounds abrupt and sounds um, not very polite but actually people don't mean it um, and it's that simplicity of teaching that maybe by that family observing English family and being in the middle of in in the English environment to to see and learn for themselves and um, it's yeah it's that grace that we can give to people when they do act differently mm. and realization that they can do that only because their culture and the way that they are 
that they used to live is just different to yeah. what we have here. Mm. That's that's fantastic. Um, have you has have you as a church family done anything um, specific to try and um, uh, explain the gospel to um, the families that came over? Yes, there are a few things. So at first we had a few teenagers that were coming to the youth group. Um, so as it happened, I was the one of the leaders, so the other leaders freed me up to be with the Ukrainian children to um, speak to them in Russian and Ukrainian. Um, so yeah, I had a couple of really interesting opportunities with children not from Christian backgrounds asking really deep and meaningful questions uh, and had similarly children from Christian backgrounds who just needed that support, that reassurance. Um, and also we had the Unite Camp where the children were able to attend and with the um, church help we got enough funding to provide free spaces for the children which was wonderful mm. and a huge gift for those families who don't perhaps have that spare cash for things like that that seemed like luxuries to them but for children it was a wonderful opportunity to be among Christian teenagers and uh, being taught from the Bible. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we also have International Cafe which has been run for many many years and um, yeah one family who has come from Ukraine they're Christian themselves and they were missionaries in Nepal uh, before and they've become members of our church they've actually been involved in the international cafe and helping welcoming other Ukrainians and sharing gospel and even setting up prayer meetings with Ukrainians so actually the the way that it involves is that family come and become part of our church and then they themselves starting to help each other mm. which is wonderful and Ukrainian um, lady from this church is translating sermons on Sundays oh, wow. which is wonderful and she translates in Russian because we have people who are attending from Latvia who understand Russian so it's all around wonderful that people get involved mm. and um, they're happy to spread the gospel mm. so God really provided you with the people that you needed for the um, job he was asking you to do. Yeah, for more health, yeah, yeah, definitely. And the International Cafe has been great because we were able to invite people and um, in a very natural environment tell them about the gospel. But I also think that it's so important for us to build those relationships uh, intentionally so that in time we can sit down and share the gospel with people and have that opportunity for people to see um, something different in church environment and ask mm. why is it that we do what we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it all just sounds so encouraging and, and there's so much to praise God for. Um, is there anything that we could be praying for you as you go forward with uh, continuing this ministry? Yeah, I think what you could pray for is real intentionality for us to um, point people to Jesus and really help them to not to be entertained, not to be to have all the answers, but really to be pointed um, in the direction um, of the Saviour and for them to be 
um, have an open heart and for God to work in their lives to really bring them to Jesus. Mm. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, Becky, what did you find helpful from your time with Alicia? I think it was just so encouraging to hear how um, the whole church family had just got behind that opportunity, that unique opportunity that um, God has, has brought to them. And um, and also how they've just used the different um, gifts and skills and people that they have to make the most. And, um, and, and just the incredible generosity of the church family, how, you know, people taking... Um, people who were strangers not so long ago on their family holidays with them and just just really opening up their homes I, I thought it was just so encouraging to hear that mm. yeah. yeah for those who've, who've been listening to this podcast what would you be encouraging them to do as we come to an end of the podcast now yeah well I think I would just say maybe take a moment having heard Vanessa and Alicia um just take a moment to think well what might you do differently in the opportunities and the situations that you're in to um be intentional in trying to share the gospel there thanks becky and thanks everyone for listening um, to this episode of the equip podcast and we look forward to you joining us next time mm-hmm.